Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi and welcome back to India on 99.94, your home of Indian cricket content here. I'm Nikesh Shrigani, BBC and SEN cricket commentator alongside my co-host Sarah Waris of Wisden. And uh, Sarah, how's your heart rate? <laughs> We're talking here after India have beaten <laughs> Bangladesh. Uh, so they've got three victories now in the T20 World Cup, six points on the board, top of the group. All looks pretty simple, but it has been far from simple, hasn't it? What a match it was, if not for the rain. I, I tweeted something saying that I love the rain. Now I'm not going to complain even if it, uh, you know, rains again. Because, you know, the rain came down and it broke the momentum. And uh, from there, Bangladesh just collapsed. So, uh, yeah, it's um, still, you know, trying to recover from that match was a close match yeah it was indeed um i mean if you are by the way watching this on youtube or or like sarah you've you've just taken a, a glimpse of of my mug here you probably noticed a little bit of a handlebar mustache developing here I, i'm doing movember which uh if if you don't know it's it's basically a charity for men's health where you grow a mustache throughout the the whole of november so i've decided to go for the the handlebar in tribute to Mitch Johnson, who's a teammate of ours here on 99.94. So hopefully I can do him some justice and raise lots of money for charity. If you would like to donate, just follow me on social media and the links will be up there and I'll be posting regular updates of of how the moustache is coming along. It's the 2nd of November at the moment. Not bad, I'd say, for for a couple of days of growth. But listen, it's going to turn very grey, Sarah. By the end of November, if India keep doing this to us, um, so look, they, they won the toss, decided to have a bat first. Um, well, sorry, sorry, lost the toss, got put in. Sorry, sorry, I'm all over the place. You know what? My nerves are all over the place. Um, I mean, th- this is what tight finishes do to you. So this time, India said they would have batted first. Roy Sharma said he wanted to bat first anyway. Shakib didn't know what to do. He didn't know what a good score would be. Didn't know how to bat on that track. He was quite honest about that at the toss and said. Because of all that, we'd just rather have the, the target in front of us and we'll let India have a bat first. Those first couple of overs, though, Sarah, it was like a throwback to, to everything we, we know and uh, hate about this Indian top order, isn't it? Yeah, uh, KL Rahul also, you know, he, again, he faced the first over. We spoke about it last match. Uh, not really... Uh, before the match wasn't really in the best mental state, you could say. So, you know, why not have Rohit Sharma take strike first up? Anyway, he first uh, faced the first over, started off tentatively, uh, won't deny that. Bangladesh got three slips in. Uh, but, you know, if they had just bowled a little, um, they were they kept it a little wide. If they had bowled to the body, then maybe uh, it could have troubled KL Rahul even more. Um, uh, Rohit Sharma, yet another dismissal for him. It, uh, it's now becoming a trend. And 
I know last uh, episode we didn't really get in get into uh, Rohit Sharma much, and because his spot is sealed. But do you think after he should retire from the format at least after the T Twenty World Cup? Uh, he's just uh, even in the IPL, you know, he's just looked well below par for many years now. The last time he averaged over thirty and had a strike rate over one thirty five in an IPL season was back in two thousand fifteen. Um, this year he's had a terrible um, IPL and. Even in T20, as you know, he has an average of 24, strike rate 137. Uh, when he's the one, you know, who has been talking about batting aggressively and taking on the aggressive uh, approach, uh, he has a strike rate of 137, which is not the best. Um, and the main thing is, you know, uh, once he gets a big knock, it's not he's not often seeing the innings through. He just has one not out this year. Uh, he has 350s, but, you know, just not seeing the game through even against uh, Netherlands. I think he made the 50. Uh, the stage was set for him to, you know, at least bat till the end. But, um, yeah, so do you think, especially now I with Hattie Pani gonna... also coming up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say, do you think he should just retire now? <laughs> just, just pack it in. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Really. Let someone else take over. Kale Rahul's a vice captain, by the way. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> no, look, obviously, yeah, look, he's not going to drop himself. Um, you know, the, the, Dravid's not going to suggest that Rohit Sharma should step away from the side right now midway through a tournament. But, yeah, the the stats are all there, aren't they? And um, he just doesn't look like the same Rohit Sharma in T20Is that, that we've seen over so many years and, and seen that aggressive nature that... I mean, look, he talks about intent and all that kind of stuff. He he didn't have to talk the talk before. He just walked the walk, didn't he, before? he Back in the day, sort of you're talking 2015 there and, and sort of pre-2015, he just used to come in and do that anyway. He, he, he just had that attacking intent naturally. And now it seems a little bit forced and, and a little bit tentative at certain points. I don't know how much of that is to do with the fact that he's batting with Kale Rahul at the other end. And we'll come on to Rahul in a moment. Great innings in the end, um, but he was two from nine balls at one stage. So when you've got somebody who's faced the majority of the deliveries at the other end, who's only got two from nine, you've only faced a couple of deliveries yourself. Then you're going to start forcing stuff and looking a bit ugly. And and that's been what's been happening quite re- recently, you know, quite regularly, really that Rohit seems to be having the added pressure on him because of who he's batting with and how he's batting at the other end in KL Rahul. Um, so that that could could have a factor. But yeah, look, he, he's 35. There's, there's no reason for him really to carry on in T20Is post this World Cup. But I suppose we've just got to concentrate on the here and now. He's going to be there. Um, and KL Rahul, his place was under scrutiny coming into this game from us, from you know, everyone really, three low scores looked almost shell-shocked every time he went out there to the crease and uh, managed to turn it on, actually. Uh, There was some good bowling, we have to say, early on. I mean, Tuskin didn't take a wicket himself, um, but brilliant early spell from him, just just unable to score any runs off him. Four overs, none for 15 in the end. Just a brilliant, outstanding effort from Tuskin at the top there. Uh, but Kale managed to get himself going and I think it helped that he had Virat Kohli at the other end as well because before this match, I think they'd faced about three or four balls together in partnerships in this entire World Cup. And when you are batting with somebody like Kohli, 
is, you know, a legend of the game. But the way he's playing as well at the moment, the form of, not the form of his life, but, you know, the best form he's been in for quite a few years, then some of that's going to rub off on you the longer you're out there as well. And I think that's what happened. 50 from 32 in the end, strike rate of uh, 156. That's exactly what we want from Kale Rahul every time, isn't it? All right, he might not get 50 every time, but even if he gets 20, uh, that kind of strike rate, that's what we need from an opening batter, isn't it? Yeah, and um, interesting that you spoke about uh, him batting with um, Kohli. Um, yesterday, uh, during the Indo Nets, uh, you, there were videos of, you know, how Kohli was uh, talking, to, uh, had an extended conversation with KL Rahul, giving him tips. Uh, obviously, he has been str- uh, struggling uh, in the recent past. So, you know, just to have that um, leadership uh, kind of a person um, at the other end helps and especially, you know, someone um, who knows KL Rahul's game so well. Even recently, a few years ago, uh, there had been this um, like incident where KL Rahul said he wasn't in the best mental uh, space and he didn't know who to turn to and he went to uh, Anushka Sharma and Virat Kohli. So, you know, uh, so... Yeah, it might, it would have helped him to have such a person who has who he has turned to before also, and especially you know today uh, there were there were sixes which even left uh, Virat Kohli shocked. You know we've spoken so much about how Virat Kohli gets shocked at his own sixes. He he has an even bigger celebration when the other person. Uh, uh, at the other end, hits uh, hits a huge six. So you know. Th- and with KL Rahul today, you know, it, it was his range was there to be seen. So there was this one six over mid wicket. There was another over point. There was one over long on, and then there was a wide yorker um, over point again. So you know his full range was to be seen. And um, yeah, KL Rahul can bat that way. So why doesn't he? Is it a extended mental uh, issue or? Um, I don't know what it is, but I just hope that having Paddy Upton around also is helping him. And also, uh, we might say that, you know, it was against a weak team that have, like, I have brought up stats against top six teams and the lower ranked teams. Uh, but the conditions were tough and Tuscan Emmert, you rightly said, was bowling brilliantly. So, you know, um, we need to consider this also. Uh, and he just shifted gears uh, beautifully after uh, a few hours after Rohit Sharma got out. So, yeah, very good knock. And I just hope he can carry forward because India will need uh, that going forward in hopefully the semis. Yeah, hopefully the semis. Not quite there yet. I mean, the, the rest of the batting was, you know, you kind of expect Kohli now these days to, to just finish with a not-out half-century um, at a decent strike rate, 64 not-out from 44, strike rate of 145, uh, Surakumar Yadav just, just doing sky things, really, 30 from 16. Then there was a clump of wickets. Became the number one batsman yes, in the world. Yes, number one officially in the world. It, it's kind of, in, in most people's eyes, been there for, for a good few months already. And then Ashwin, the finisher as well. A nice four and a six to finish off. Where did that pull shot come from as well from Ashwin at the end? Um, that, that, was, that was nice to see, wasn't it? Um, another disappointment, though, from Dinesh Karthik. Um, and they finished on 184 for six. Look, DK was run out. It was one of those 50-50s as well, actually. The ball 
maybe hit the stumps before. It didn't look as though the bales lit up, though, when the ball hit the stumps. It was when the the fingers hit the stumps that then they lit up and the bales came off. So another one of those decisions, I was on a Twitter spacer just now for 99.94 and somebody brought that up and, and I think it was a good point that uh, are they under some sort of time restriction, the third umpires? Because these decisions seem to be made very, very quickly. There was the catch, of course, from DK off Litton Das, which was given not out. Looked to have bounced, yes, but did it bounce from his fingertip into his palm? I thought maybe it did, but just zoom in and have a look. Why, did, why are you not zooming into this? Are you under time pressure? Have you got a dinner reservation? I just don't understand some of these decisions that are made. So look, another failure for DK. His spot is coming under the spotlight as well. And, uh, you know, we, we might well see Rishabh Bunt coming in at some stage for him um, during this World Cup. Maybe not in the next game, but then do you need to do it in the next game? Because then if you get to the semi-finals and you change it and it doesn't work out, I don't know. It's 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 a difficult one, but they'll probably stick with him the way they've been going. Um, but 184 for six, good score, right? You'd think most people were happy with that on on that track, especially the way things started, and especially when you got one bowler like Daskin Ahmed bowling four overs, none for 15, and you're still able to get to 184 for six. They, India must have been thinking, right? We're, we're pretty much here now. Yeah, but the, then the bowling just let them down. And if not for the rain, you know, the result could well have been a lot different. Like their bowling, uh, the boundaries, you know, there were longer boundaries down the wicket, but but they just didn't pitch it up. They uh, allowed Litton Das to uh, keep pulling. Um, that was his most um, effective shot of the uh, day. And... Uh, they just didn't pitch it up. And uh, the an- another interesting thing is, you know, the Indian team management, uh, they keep talking about matchups. Uh, uh, but Litton does. So he, I-, I was just looking at some stats and five times in his last 10 innings, he's been dismissed to an off spinner. 11 times to an o- uh, dismissed to an off spinner in 28 games. And yet, you know, they didn't bowl Ashwin up front to him. They the first over that Ashwin bowled was after the um, rain break, which was the eighth over. So by then, Litton Das has obviously uh, got his eye in. He was run out after that. That's another story. But, you know, for a team who uh, is so preoccupied with matchups, they don't play Akshar Patel, they play um, Deepak Huda, they say Ashwin against left-handers, etc., etc., to not, uh, you know, look at this matchup and... Mm, Keep bowling the pace. At least one over, one or two overs from Ashwin wouldn't have, uh, you know, uh, done any any damage. But they just kept going to their pacers without any, you know, um, taking, without any other experiments, which, you know, is bizarre for a team who is so preoccupied with all these matchups and everything. Right, we'll talk more Lit and Das after this short break. You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 99.94 on podcast. We speak cricket. So yeah, despite the the matchups and everything 
that you talk about. I mean, you, you can't take any credit away from Litton Das. The the way he played, one of the most exciting innings we've seen in this T20 World Cup. And um, from a player that, you know, Bangladesh fans have been crying out for, you know, this this guy to be given a chance at the top of the order, opening the batting for an extended period of time. He, he should be their main man. And look, when, when you put faith in somebody like this, who's got so much talent this is what he does. And, and I, I've got a feeling that Bangladesh would have obviously looked at the, the weather forecast and seen that there was rain coming. And they knew this was, this was very intelligent stuff. They knew that they had to get a move on in that power play, get those five overs out of the way with a really good score on the board at least, you know, just to constitute the match once those five overs are bowled, get ahead of Duckworth-Lewis. And then who knows, you might not get back on and Bangladesh win the game. If they didn't get back on when it rained, they were 66 without loss in the seventh over and well ahead on Duckworth-Lewis. If they didn't get back out, then it's two points to Bangladesh, isn't it? And the fact they came out, look, this this is another thing. The fact they came out when it was still quite slippery out there. We saw that in the South Africa-Zimbabwe game as well, where they just wanted to get that game done. They didn't want another washout. It ended up being washed out. Zimbabwe could have had a few serious injuries in the field there. Uh, and South Africa as well with the batters that were out there um, at the crease. Just unsafe conditions in that one. This one wasn't quite as bad because it wasn't actually raining when they went back out there and didn't start once more. But it just didn't quite look ready enough. I, I don't know what you make of that. It you know, Littendas obviously slipped over a couple of times and, you know, looked to have done himself a bit of an injury. And I know it's more difficult actually being the fielding side in these situations because you've got a wet ball, you can't grip the ball, you're running around in the field, you've got nine people in the outfield who, who could all be at risk of serious injury. You've got the bowler who could be at risk of serious injury running in ball after ball. So in a way, it's more difficult for the fielding side as well. Are you surprised that they went back on so soon? Yeah, um, I was actually, um, especially, you know, I don't know if you saw during the mid-innings break. Um, so, not mid- mid-innings break, during the rain break. So, Shaki was, you know, having a very animated chat with the empires and Roy Sharma was trying to calm him down. Possibly it could have been a discussion on why we're going back there so soon or something. And Litton Das, just the first ball after uh, the rain break, uh, while trying to take a second run, run, he slipped, he got injured, he had to be attended by the physios. The second ball, uh, while taking the single, uh, the second again, he slipped and that led to his run out. And after that, um, that was the turning point of the what match. What a bit of fielding, by the way. Just before we move on, I mean, yeah, KL Rahul, brilliant of, director. Yeah, I've never seen him so yeah. animated. Just, you know, that pump, uh, like he was so pumped up and almost like a Kohli-esque reaction. So never seen him animated that way. And another thing is, uh, like during the match, Harsha Bhogle also, um, like, told us that the outfield was very, very wet while the match was going on. And he said that a member of the support staff, the Indian support staff, was at the boundary rope with a brush. So, you know, he could uh, wipe off the mud from the player's shoes. It was that muddy and it was that wet. So he, that was, he was Raghu, like, wasn't it? Raghu, the throwdown specialist. Yeah. 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 
So, you know, just... Uh, Conditions weren't great. And yeah. I mean, obviously there's going to be conspiracy theories that if it's because it was India and they were losing and... BCCI is Yeah, all that ICC, kind of stuff, yeah. which, look, I, I think part of it is just, it's been quite embarrassing for Australia, for, for the ICC and, and the way that this tournament has gone with matches being abandoned and the amount of rain that there has been. Because no one wants to see that and people have been kicking off about the weather. I mean, there's look, there's nothing you can do about the weather. It doesn't usually rain this much at this time of year in Australia, but it has, right? It's, you know, climate change and, and all that kind of stuff, but it's not the height of the summer either. So to hold it at this time of year and, and you know, not maybe after Christmas or whatever, hasn't gone down too well. So they're, they're under huge pressure just to get these matches played anyway. So I don't think it doesn't matter who it is, really. They just want to get a result rather than a game abandoned or, you know, one side bats for six overs and then there's DLS and they just want to get the thing completed in any way that they can. And they come out 151 needed off 16 overs. I thought it was slight advantage India with the revised target um, because what they do in these situations is if they were to go off and not play again after six point whatever overs it was, they consider what the batting side has done. They've got this many runs. That is ahead of what they should have been at this point in time based on losing no wickets. If they get back on, that 151 would have still been 151 if they were eight down or they were one down or none down. That's just the target that is there. So in a way, actually, even though it seemed more difficult because, you know, usually you tee off towards the end of a T20 inning, so... There were four overs taken off, and in those extra four overs, there's the assumption that, you know, if, if the match was to be played fully, they would have needed an extra, what, 34 runs. 34 in four overs with wickets in hand, you'd expect to be getting maybe 50 or maybe more off your last. So, so the fact it wasn't reduced by that much, I thought, helped India, because if you take 50 off that, then all of a sudden it's like, well, Bangladesh are right in this. They, they would have won the game. Um, but the fact that Bangladesh were then 66 without loss was actually a slight advantage for them that they'd actually got off to this good start. They weren't five down and still needing 151 off 16. They were none down. They had uh, Litton Das out there playing really well. Um, and, and India came back brilliantly, I thought. They, they bowled in decent areas. Uh, nobody got completely smashed. Yeah, there were a couple of balls here and there, a couple of loose deliveries, and you expect that. Um, but I thought Mohamed Shami in particular was was just outstanding today. Picked up the wicket, of course. Brilliant catch by Surya Yadav in the deep. Um, I, I just think he's been outstanding this this whole World Cup. What do you think? Yeah, uh, just one more point on, you know, um, the point you spoke about how India had the advantage. It also meant that India... Uh, like they knew, okay, the targets and um, the overs are now reduced and they could bowl out their, uh, you know, a front line uh, pacer, so to say. So they just left uh, one over for uh, Akshar Patel and two overs for Ashwin. But they sent down three of Hardik Pandya, three of Shami, four of Arshdeep. Uh, Bhuvneshwar, I think, had bowled um, all his three overs before the rain break. Uh, so, you know, after the, uh, after the rain break, they... 
the situation was set up perfectly for India to, you know, um, not use their weaker bowler, so to say, no disrespect to Akshar or Ashwin. Uh, but, you know, they could just uh, play around with Arshdeep, Shami and Hardik Pandya with the, you know, spinners just uh, chipping in with an over or two. Getting back to Shami, yeah, he's been brilliant. And, um, you know, after Bumrah was out injured, we were all saying Shami is he the best is he not the best but he's been brilliant almost as an economy rate of five uh, before this match he had an economy rate um, below six so which is you know just brilliant and even Rohit Sharma said that we wanted someone who has been here done that before so kudos to him we've been you know proven wrong we all were like why not Umran Malik and all but experience is experience after all so yeah well done to him yeah brilliant from Shami and uh, look India closing out the game but it was it got down to a situation where it was 31 needed off the last two overs I mean it was basically India versus Pakistan kind of equations wasn't it (laughs) with uh, you know, they they didn't have a Virat Kohli out there, though, uh, as to be said, Bangladesh or, or, you know, anybody who was completely in at the time. Um, so I suppose that was the difference. But the fact they took it to within five runs is uh, is kudos to them. I mean, you know, it was 20 off the last over. So, you know, it, it was even more difficult at that stage. And and then for, for for India to see it out, Arshdeep to bowl that one length delivery, which he got smacked for a six, but then to see it out with mostly Yorkers. I know one of them was squeezed away for a, for a boundary as well, but um, just just brilliant stuff from him once again as well at the death. Yeah, Arshdeep is. I just tweeted, you know, the literal translation of Arshdeep is a star in the uh, in the sky. So you know, he's already his name means star. He's a star for India and. Uh, wishful thinking but I just you know uh, what if Bumrah was there to you know that just having Arshdeep and Bumrah bowl in the death would, would have been uh, such a joy for Indian fans not to be but at least you know Arshdeep is there we take that and we move forward hopefully uh, India reach the semi-finals just um, it's easy for India uh, you just get a win and against Zimbabwe and they'll qualify. But who do you think they would prefer playing uh, in the semi-finals? It'll boil down to New Zealand, England, Australia. Not who they should play, who they could play, but who do you think they would prefer playing? I'm going to answer that in just a second after we take another short break. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. Right, so I've had a couple of moments just to think about who India would like to play. I mean, let, let's just take it back a little bit. I think the favourites for the tournament, the two strongest looking sides at the moment are England, who probably would have beaten Ireland had that game been fully completed and it wasn't Duckworth Lewis. Um, so that's been their only one defeat. They had a washout against Australia as well. So not had the opportunity to see the full England, but the, the two victories they have had have been you know, comprehensive, uh, beating New Zealand, of course, uh, was fantastic in their last game. And South Africa have looked 
like the strongest side in India's group, uh, the way they've played so far. They were quite unlucky with that rained off uh, match against Zimbabwe as well. So close to, to winning that one, but just not enough overs completed in the end. So they'd be the two strongest if they can avoid each other in the semis then I think they are the favourites to make it through to the final. But as as we said, and as we've seen so many times over the years, and in this tournament indeed, it's what happens on the day, and you could just have one or two good performances from any side, and they could get you over the line against whoever are the favourites on paper. So it's still all to play for. I mean, <laughs> who do you want to play? I mean, it looks as though it's going to be New Zealand or or England based on the net run rates and Australia would do well to, you know, get past England. Um, do you want to play England? But I then New Zealand, you know, they've always had... The, yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Do you, you don't want to play England because... They've had the upper hand against India. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to play England because they're probably the strongest side in that group. But then you don't want to play New Zealand because you just don't beat them in ICC events. So... The last yeah. uh, last time India defeated New Zealand was in an ICC event was in 2003, which was like I didn't even follow cricket back then. Well, so. India beat everyone apart from Australia yeah. in that one. So, um, yeah, that that is going back uh, quite some time, so 19 years. Um, look, you just got to beat everyone. You got to beat the best sides to win a tournament, haven't you? So, hmm. there's no use looking at it and saying we want to avoid this team or we want to avoid that team. You just take on everyone and you back yourself. You get to the semi-finals. you're going to be up against good sides. And uh, as long as you do your things correctly on the day, then uh, you've got to back yourself to to come out with a victory. And, and that's indeed what they'll be doing. First things first, though, got to get there. Got to beat Zimbabwe. Can't do a Pakistan and, uh, and lose to the Zimbabweans. What a game that was, by the way. Um, it's such fine margins. I mean, India could have been out of the tournament before... Today's match is so straight, well, you know, almost out. It's so strange, isn't it? Just that one Kohli innings kept them basically in the tournament up until this stage. And and now they're sitting pretty six points, you know, another tight victory. They've not looked convincing so far in this tournament. Um, And uh, yeah, they'll have to do well to to beat Zimbabwe. They can't just turn up and expect a victory. It's going to be a tough game. And uh, the Zimbabweans will, will have their own threats, I'm sure, but they should get through that one. And uh, then it's all to play for, I think. I think the way I see it, India and South Africa qualify. I think South Africa are going to lose to Pakistan, though. I think Pakistan yeah, is typical same. Pakistan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. you, get, you know, you just don't play well when you're meant to and then you turn up and you beat the best side in the competition. Um, they're, they're capable of beating anyone on their day and... I've got a feeling that they're going to beat South Africa. So the way I'd see it, India might finish top and uh, South Africa second in the group based on that. And then on the other side, probably New Zealand finish top, England finish second, England versus India and uh, South Africa versus New Zealand in the semis. Uh, but we shall we shall wait and Do see. Do we prepare for another heartbreak? Well, yeah, you you have semis. to. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you, you <laughs> prepare anyway. And if it doesn't happen, it, it feels even sweeter, doesn't it? Um, you, you've got to prepare yeah. for it. You get to the semis, you prepare for heartbreak. You get to the final, same again, right? India have, have been to finals before, Champions Trophy. I mean, it's only actually been, have, have India ever got to, India have never got to World, uh, yeah, of course they have, 2014, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's happened, right? 2014, 
heartbreak in the final. So, yeah, but that's Champions Trophy. It's not a World Cup. So yeah, 2017, and there was 2000 against New Zealand in the final of the. Um, it's called the ICC Knockout. Then, but it's basically the Champions Trophy. Um, they obviously had the rained off one against Sri Lanka, which they started the game again on two days, and same thing happened, and they shared the trophy. So there has been heartbreak in finals before. There's been one in in the 2014 finals. Even if they get to the final, you don't prepare yourself for for anything other than look, we we could lose this one um, because it's it's just been what India KKR have been doing. Reached the finals last year. I was yeah. KKR reached the finals last year miraculously. I don't know how they did, but was prepared because obviously it was against Chennai Dhoni's yeah. team and. That's what happens. That so, is yeah. what happens, yeah. But uh, there's only one team in. Is there? I think there's only one team in in T20 history that's um, got sort of only played one season, and won you know 100 percent all the seasons they've played in and and won the trophy. That's Gujarat Titans, my boys. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, whatever happens, it's been a great T20 World Cup so far. Another close game, and uh, we just hope India can get over the line. Against Zimbabwe, uh, we'll, we'll obviously keep across that one. Um, we'll do another podcast uh, as soon as that one is over and hopefully we'll be previewing the semi-finals of the T20 World Cup. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Nikesh Rugani and at Swaris16. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.